Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Hello and welcome to the EM360 podcast, where we have a weekly conversation with people who are impacting the enterprise tech landscape. My name is Max Curtin, Head of Content here at EM360 and your host on today's episode. Now make sure you stay up to date with all of our latest episodes by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you go for your podcasting needs. On today's episode, I'm being joined by Nikolai Golbich, who is the Director of Research at Pindrop. Nikolai is here to explore how the rising pace of fraudulent vishing attacks and the enhanced techniques of fraudsters are demanding new and upgraded anti-fraud detections. Nikolai, welcome to the show and thanks for coming on today. Thank you, Max. Thanks for having me here. It's a great pleasure to be part of this podcast. It's great to have you on. And uh, this is an interesting topic matter to dive into that we don't get to explore too much. But before we get to the question side of things, would you mind just letting our listeners know a bit about yourself and uh, Pindrop as well? Absolutely. Yes. So uh, my background is really in uh, speech and audio uh, analytics and research. So that's where, where my, um, my job title comes from. But actually at Pindrop, I, I have sort of two hats that I wear. One is the R&D part where, of course, we focus on uh, figuring out the best technologies we, we can in order to uh, uh, catch and prevent fraud uh, in the voice channel. And the other one is uh, that I deal with customers a lot where I, I actually help them and, and advise them and, and walk them through uh, best practices for using our products and generally protecting their call centers. Pindrop, just to give you a little bit of a, of a background of what Pindrop is. So it's, it's, a, it's a company that started back in uh, 2011. Uh, it was uh, started by uh, as, as the output of the PhD thesis of our CEO, Vijay. Uh, and quickly, the objective and the goal of the company was to uh, find ways to provide identity, security, and trust on every voice interaction in the world. So uh, an ambitious goal, but you know you have to be ambitious to, to fight fraud. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ambition is important. It kind of gets us to where we need to get to. So that's Absolutely. good to hear. So to kick off this podcast, then, um, as I mentioned at the start, we're going to be discussing vishing uh, predominantly here and, and the impact that that kind of has. Now, the majority of our listeners, you're going to know what that is, but uh, we never like to leave anyone out in the cold who does listen to this podcast. So let's let's clarify some of this terminology. What is vishing and how does it compare to the other similar sounding cybercrime buzzwords such as phishing and smishing and everything else that we've kind of got going on at the moment that we're trying to combat? That's right. Yeah. So all these ishing words, uh, phishing, smishing, and vishing, they, they actually uh, relate to, to, to the broader uh, problem of social engineering, uh, where fraudsters basically use uh, different methods in order to trick their victims to give away uh, valuable information. And so phishing is uh, often a term used uh, with either sort of generically or uh, mostly with, with related to emails. Uh, that's, you know, we've all come across uh, this uh, dodge emails where you have to click a link or, uh, you know, give away your, your account details uh, and, and then you receive a million bucks. Uh, smishing is the same thing, but relates to, uh, to text messages. Again, something that we've seen a lot of, uh, in particular in the, over the last year, I find. 
And vishing is where we come in, where we use the, the voice channel, so telephony, but also uh, more and more the, the in, in interactive uh, voice response, so the IVR, which is kind of the automated part when you make a phone call into, for example, a call center. Excellent stuff. Perfectly explained. And as you say, there's, there's a lot of different areas that these attack fronts are kind of coming from. Um, and the, the rise of, of vishing is a very important thing for, for people to kind of understand, especially from our call center sector perspective. I wanted to also kind of give, um, find out a little bit more background because we were having a read of Pindrop released uh, some findings. You guys put out the 2021 Voice Intelligence and Security Report, which is a great read for everyone, and you can find that in the link down below. But can you tell us about the current state of voice fraud and detection as it stands? That's right, yes. And uh, indeed, we do produce a, a voice intelligence report every year where we summarize uh, many of the findings we, we, we have throughout the year. And the 2021 report has some very interesting tweaks to it because, of course, uh, we were all in a, in a very strange state of the world of, uh, of, of the COVID pandemic which affected everybody in, in various ways and, and not least uh, the telephony and, and call centers, right? So obviously with people being locked up at home, the voice channel became even more important than it was before. So uh, what happened in, in the fraud world of, uh, of telephony is, first of all, contact centers uh, had to reorganize themselves to, to, uh, to take care of this lockdown and restrictions. People started calling in at, at volumes that were unprecedented. So we, we've seen increases in some places with 800% of, of calls coming in. What happened then is that actually it looked like the, the fraud reduced at the call center during this year, which is very interesting. So there's a metric we use, which is uh, the fraud rate. Whilst we used to see uh, sort of one in 700 uh, calls into a call center being fraudulent in previous years. Uh, last year, it was uh, getting close to one in 1100. So you may think, well, that's good news. But actually, uh, what happened with, with the swamped call centers is uh, people had to wait for you know sometimes up to an hour to get to speak to somebody, which is annoying. Uh, and if you're a fraudster trying to fish or, or wish for some information, you're probably not going to wait for an hour to uh, to get to that point. So you have to be quite prepared with what you're going to do if you're going to wait for an hour to to try and commit your fraudulent activity. So what happened was that fraudsters were were pretty well prepared when they got to speak to somebody and uh, sort of managed to get away with quite a bit of uh, uh, of money in that way. The other thing that happened is that they rediscovered once again the this automated system, the IVR, which is actually a great place to uh, validate information and and uh, uh, actually get information uh, as well. So to put it all into into perspective, uh, actually the fraudsters uh, world doesn't change that much overall. So there's a template which I like to call the the fraudster journey where fraudsters collect information, they validate information, they use that information to take over an account and make a transaction, and then finally they collect the funds. So the template was there, it's just that the, the dynamics of it changed. Yeah, seeing how they could kind of adapt, and, and this is always the amazing thing, isn't it? The, the quick to adapt and, and take advantage of a situation is always uh, front of mind when these situations come about. And 
talking about the call center sector, you know, we know about the, the telephone communications and what we've seen. There, there was some really interesting stuff in the report. Um, the, the mask wearing elements I found really interesting to kind of read about and kind of look at from that perspective. And thank you for giving those examples where it kind of showed how they're doing it. But what way is this kind of impacting the call center sector? Like you, you were mentioning there the high volumes that were coming in. What impact has this kind of had? So fraud as a whole has an interesting impact on the, on the contact center and the call center. So the call center uh, has a, a very difficult task of providing uh, customer service and good customer experience on the one hand and security on the other hand. So somehow they need to validate or, or verify that they're speaking to the right person without being annoying about it, uh, let's say. And this balancing act has often left the, the, the call center uh, the most vulnerable part of, of any organization. Uh, and, you know, until recently, the most common ways of, of uh, uh, verifying who the caller is has been to check the phone number, which has slowly become quite a useless piece of information in terms of personal identification. And the other one is knowledge-based authentication, where you're typically asked a, a bunch of questions uh, where supposedly you're the only one knowing the answer. With the rise of uh, social media, et cetera, uh, even that's becoming quite easy to, uh, to to crack. And so fraud in general has had uh, this real challenge for, for call centers to, to strike a good balance between customer experience and, and security. Yeah, it, it's always been the, the juggling act, hasn't it, kind of coming from that perspective. So what do the obvious question, follow-up question to that is, what <laughs> do organizations need to be doing? What, what other verification methods can we be looking at? What, what tools are out there? So the, the fascinating uh, tools, that I, the, the technology that I find fascinating for call centers is all uh, based on uh, new machine learning technologies, uh, artificial intelligence, big data analysis. Uh, these are words that are commonly uh, appearing in, in many sectors, but also for the call center, where uh, you have basically, uh, you're able to achieve almost superhuman ability to protect the contact center. Uh, and let me explain what that means. It basically means that you have uh, a, a universal listener sitting in your call center who is able to go through every single call, and sometimes call centers can have hundreds of thousands, hundreds of thousands of calls per day. They're able to listen to every single call that comes in and within a few seconds tell you that this is a risky call, this is not a risky call, uh, which, is a, which is fascinating. And, and I believe that uh, any call center should have some form of technology to help them. And so because it's a superhuman uh, type of activity, it's also not something that actually replaces humans. It, it's a tool that helps all the call center personnel to do their job better and, and help, uh, uh, help them throughout, throughout their, 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 their daily work life, really. Yeah, which is always the, the important conversation when we're bringing in the AL, ML debate. You know, it's, it's making life easier and it's making things better. Because as you say, the volume of calls that can come into a person that those people might not necessarily have kind of the checking constantly. Yes, they'll do the quick GDPR checks, or yes, they can pull up the, the relevant information. But as you say, it, it's so easy to kind of slip through the cracks there. And 
I, th- I think that's what we need to kind of talk about now because obviously we're talking about the call centers, we're talking about the businesses, but it's the consumers that are facing the brunt of this voice fraud at the end of the day. You know, March of uh, this year, I believe it was, there were the police in Wales, they issued a mass phone scam warning to residents because of the cyber criminals impersonating Tesco that were calling them. So talk to me about the dangers for an individual that fall victim to a voice fraud attack such as this. Yes, so so these are uh, not uncommon attacks at all, and and uh, we've seen a lot of those, especially over the last year. the 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 dangers are, of course, that consumers uh, are also very much unprepared very often, and in particular over the past year, where we've been on the phone much more than usual, our guards have been lowered even further. Uh, and the other part of uh, of the riskiness with with this type of uh, of attacks towards consumers is that very often they don't actually uh, make you hand over anything, uh, at least not anything that seems valuable at the time. So nobody's asking you to transfer money or anything like that. So it sometimes can look very innocent, uh, but actually what you're doing is you're giving away the valuable information of frauds the needs in order to then go to an organization and and attack your account at that particular organization. Exactly. But understanding the importance of that personal data is uh, is the most important thing kind of going forward. Absolutely. So what can organizations and consumers as well, let's let's talk about both fronts here, really do to protect, protect themselves from voice fraudsters? Are there any anti-fraud techniques that everyone needs to be aware of? What, what would be kind of your advice on this standpoint? So my advice to consumers is actually very low tech uh, most most of the time. And one is to always be suspicious when you talk to somebody, especially if somebody calls you or sends you a, a text message, always be suspicious and, and make sure you try to verify who you're speaking to. Second, if you're not able to do that, if you're not able to verify who you're speaking to, just hang up, hang up and then call back the organization that they claim to be calling you from on a verified phone number or you know contact them in a way that you feel is secure that in itself would uh, remove a lot of the trouble uh, actually when it comes to organizations uh, i've already touched upon this i believe technology is uh, is is definitely needed especially at the volumes that we're talking about uh, in today's world uh, and, and so technology can definitely help organizations uh, battle this problem and protect their customers' data, their customers' uh, funds, or, or whatever the organization is, is actually doing. Definitely. You know, technology is there to kind of help consumers. And as you say, being vigilant with phone calls is, is the most important. Or, you know, take my approach and just don't pick up. Then, then no one can scam you. So that makes life Absolutely. Easy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. One final question then before I let you uh, let you go for today. Um, obviously, we know the popularity of phishing in the industry and how how popular and, and used that is by by uh, by fraudsters. But where do you see the future going in terms of the growth of phishing attacks and, and other areas like it? Where do you see that kind of heading? So, uh, w- w- voice is is definitely becoming an important and integral part of our, our lives uh, more and more so. And uh, I think one one important area we'll we'll see more and more of is is the IoT, the Internet of Things, where 
the idea in the future is that everything is going to be connected. Everything is going to be connected to the internet, but actually a lot of that will also be controlled by a voice. And it's something uh, you see coming up more and more uh, and is going to be very important when these devices are built and and, uh, deployed that we consider security and privacy of the data. Yes, 100% agree with that. Um, I think I'd keep you here for another 20 minutes if we talked about the security (laughs) issues around IoT. So uh, we'll leave that for the next one for sure. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Wonderful. Uh, Nikola, it's been uh, great chatting with you and and you giving your insights into all of this. So thanks for coming on today's show and uh, walking us through all of this. Thank you very much, Max. It's been a pleasure to be here. You're very welcome. Thanks again. And uh, thank you, everyone, who took the time to listen. We do hope you took a lot away from our discussion today. There's a lot of uh, interesting and nuanced points that you can really delve into with this. And I'd recommend checking out pindrop.com. As I mentioned, there's some fantastic resources and reports there that you can really get stuck into to give you more information. We'll be back soon with another episode in this podcast series, of course. But in the meantime, you can join the conversation at EM360Tech on Twitter and LinkedIn. Subscribe to the podcast on all major platforms. And if you're looking for more great daily content, then you can just head on over to EM360Tech.com. You've been listening to the EM360 Podcast. For more great content, head on over to EM360Tech.com.